Lydia, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to another week's lovely show and tell, our online makerspace you can visit every week, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, we're still doing this for one hour, the longest running show and tell in the world. And now it's twice and now, as long. And now it's, now it's one hour long. That's right. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've all been together for the last you know, 105 plus days as uh, multiple cities have been um, staying safe. Yeah. A lot of people returning to work and more. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing, even though we were physically separated and physically distant, we came together every single week. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, being a great example of what a community can do. Um, there, there'll, there'll be some ups and downs, but um, luckily we've uh, made some cool projects together over the last few months. And speaking of that, it's time to check in with people around the community to see yeah. what projects they're building, whether it's 3D printing or coding or sewing or knitting or soldering or whatnot. We'd love to see what you're up to. So come on by and uh, join us. We're going to kick it off with Kevin. Yeah, our friend, Kiki. our partner, and more Buddy. in Minnesota. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, guys, it's going good. How are you? Good. Hey. Good. I can't believe it's been 105 days. I'm trying to decide if it's been a long 105 days or a quick 105 days. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's yeah. Turns, turns out time is relative. It's it's exactly <laughs> both. Yeah, it's, it's just a day at this point. There's no days of the week anymore. Yeah, so what, what's going what on, over going on this your, week? your basement? So in my basement, yeah, my lovely basement. So I had a little bit of time off in the last week uh, for family reasons, but I did finish up this project that I started a while ago. It's a, a pool temperature monitor. Hmm. So I'm using the Clue as well as the Kitronic Zip Halo. So when you turn it on, let's see if it'll read here. Okay, see the Clue. You're a little blocky, but I see blue LEDs. All right, let's get a little closer. It says the pool temperature. Okay. And if it gets above 69 degrees, it changes to red. And I'm warming Ooh. it up, so just take a second here. So you know when it's when it's time to get into the pool, nice and comfy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just kind of a fun it's thing. It's you know? too. Yeah, it's nice and portable. It works really well. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a hot summer. It's a summer of sitting at home, so a lot of people have backyard swimming pools or whatever. And it's, it's what just a way to keep track of the temperature. All right. That's awesome. Anything else going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, you know, we're kind of doing the same thing you guys are. We're trying to figure out how to get back into the life of DigiKey. Uh, we're still all working remotely, except for the warehouse employees. They're yeah. working really hard. We're getting product out the door. We're getting native fruit parts out the door. And we're still going strong on our new building. All right. Awesome. Yeah, last week, uh, David showed off uh, lots of things from New Digikey building and more. And so please continue to show us the updates, um, yeah. more drone footage as well, if you uh, if you have that lined up. Drones are physically Every different. Yeah. Everybody loves drone footage. And I'm hoping to get some images of the inside soon, because that's going to be really cool to see the different systems and how we're storing things. It's going to be pretty neat. That's awesome. Right on. And uh, for the folks out there, um, just a little bit of a reminder. So as Adafruit needed help, as we needed to um, get things shipped out, as New York was going through um, one of the most devastating and, and challenging crisis, 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 crisis plural, crazy. Um, I just want to say but on, a, on a personal note and on a business note, DigiKey was really helpful and they helped all of you get your parts and all the things you needed. And they also 
uh, helped us with all the logistics we needed to keep going. So thank you everyone at DigiKey. When you all have choices to purchase, um, DigiKey took care of the maker community. So try to take care of them. That's right. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys as well. I mean, the maker community is exactly that. It's a community, you know, everyone's here for everyone. So we'll just say the whole community is open source. Yeah. So yeah, we've yeah. got everybody's back. It worked out. Sweet. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. See you next week or so. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Next up, let's go to Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hello. What's rocking out there? Well, uh, I have been working on Display.io for Raspberry Pi, and because I've been working in the graphics and stuff, that kind of like has been making me want to get back to an old project. And the old project I wanted to get back to is I wanted to build this message board here, and it, um, it makes use of these art. Uh, RGB matrix panels that I got out of some pink pixel purses. Uh, they're 16 by 32 pixels. And so I've been designing this frame that is all going to sit in here. And it's all based on these three quarter inch aluminum L brackets here, mm. or angle brackets. And so it uses a lot of different pieces. And on the back, you can see it has a Raspberry Pi 3. Uh, with the RGB bonnet and a little terminal block here for getting the power to all the panels. That's awesome. Okay, you need to get like five or six pixel purses then. I have six. Oh, great. You're set. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm going to have them all. It'll be almost four feet long here. Oh, my goodness. All right, cool. All right, nice work, Melissa. All I can't right. wait to see that. Scroll in the background with all the latest updates and news. It'll probably be like, GitHub pull request. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, Python powered, and I'm going to like be able to script the sign that way. Um, It'd be so. cool when the sign reports on its own software being updated. <laughs> yeah. The sign knowing itself. All right. All right thanks so sweet. much. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Don Pedro. How's it going? Hey, hey what's up, everybody? Yeah. Hey, there's a screen. Awesome. I have this, a feeling it's going to yeah. be a Matrix themed yeah, <laughs> show and Lots of matrices. <laughs> this right. week, we took a RGB matrix, and with help from Jeff Epler, who wrote the RGB matrix library for CircuitPython, we put together little printed parts for making a slot machine. Uh, so it has a little spring loaded handle in the back here. So if we hit that, we can trigger the little wheel in. Oh, man, that's nice. Oh, yeah. We've no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. We have to do a pressure. It's, it's definitely rigged. <laughs> I, I don't it's know. really fun. Yeah, it, the, it is very fun. The graphics um, don't have it. It's it's so funny. Free. Literally, right before the show, we got more, the old DigiKilo grid. More, more rigged than regular casinos? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah but just to show how easy it is to set everything up. Yeah, like Noah was saying, right before the show, we saw Kevin. We're like, oh, crap. We got to get DigiKey yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, you can guess which logo we replaced. <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, nice. A little cricket That's there. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so the main thing the here spring is print in place little spring inspired by a cool maker named uh, Sunshine. Turbo Sunshine. Universe. Turbo Sunshine. Yeah. He had this like as a spring loaded box. We we're like, okay, let's have that be the handle. Yeah, that'll work. Nice oh, little actuation there. And on the back, we have a nice little speaker, which I uh, forgot to turn the audio up. Yeah, I have it turned down because I've been hearing it all day. <laughs> That's how it works. Here. It's a nice loop, but yeah, it definitely gets yeah. annoying after a day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me see if I can. 
not too loud. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yell. this has got the PAM8302 amp with our little 40 millimeter speaker. And the RGB matrix is right underneath the feather, the M4 feather. Um, so everything's mounted here all nicely. Um, we have these little 3D printed feet. They're nice to prop it up. Yeah. Um, and then we did have this uh, pretty large frame that has like uh, this little lip that allows the sheet of black LED acrylic to slot in. Um, but it's kind of big, right? You kind of need a big printer to do that. So uh, we, we got inspired by JP's uh, design that he did for corner brackets. And we figured, yeah, we should probably do some corner brackets too. Uh, so these print uh, on any printer because they're fairly small. You just print four of them. And then uh, the feet are also are using the same little uh, mounting tab. So there we go. Looks great. And uh, maybe we should... Uh, to stop it, right? We can do that, and then we can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big chunk. Even rebel. <laughs> so yeah, that's so always fun. That's cool. Rebel, even the spring-loaded uh, print-in-place part, so you can like make it bigger or smaller if you want. You can like adjust how many spirals are on there, and of course, you can adjust like how far away you want to uh, have this acrylic LED, so you can have it be nice and blurry or yeah. nice and pixelated. Do we mention so. there's MP3s? That was an MP3. Yeah. Streaming in the background. Yeah. So you can do mixing with MP3 thanks to Jeff's code. And uh, yeah. 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 I mean, Python's getting very powerful. I was going to say, like, this is absolutely amazing. It's all in Python. The code is human readable. You can yes. put your own graphics and more on this. And then, of course, it's like, now I want to do a like press your luck version. Um, and then it's a terminal and a screen. Like, this is, this is, I so we're typing right now in real time. You can see it showing yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the like it kind of wraps up everything that we've been working <laughs> on for so long with Circuit Python. Um, it's, it's it's so powerful, but what it this is what you want to do at so many projects. Like I want to have music. I want to have multiple tracks. I want to put graphics on. I want to have a physical thing, um, and then in the end, you can make something like this, which was impossible to make. No, this would have been insane yeah. earlier. Wow, yeah. Yeah, this is great. Real time too. Oh. This is great. I love so this stuff. Actually, hey, um, Scott, um, since I had um, Keith from Make, I added you on that email. You might want to send this project example to Keith. Yeah. <laughs> here, I'll just do some meetings while we're here. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> and that's all we got. Uh, 3D Hangouts happened earlier today. We did a whole hour on showing you know how to adjust all the graphics for that, and we did a little code walkthrough, so definitely check it out. Right on. All right, thank you, Keith. We're going to be showing the video and then the speed up video and more yes. on tonight's show. All right. Thanks, okay, okay, more LED graphics. We, once we get out of this library, like, right. it's time for LED graphics. JP, what you got going on? Yeah, you're never going to guess what I've got, but it's more LED graphics. Uh, I've got the big daddy, uh, six, this is still 64 by 32 yeah. pixels, but it's a six millimeter pitch. Uh, and so what I've made, this is the digital protest sign. And uh, I showed an early version last week. I've got it all put together now, and I have a guide that's uh, written and should be out soon. So uh, like Noam Pedro mentioned, I've built some uh, little 3D printed quarter corner brackets and I, uh, I had some side ones. They turned out not to be necessary. So I might uh, call that optional in the guide. Uh, and those hold the uh, LED plastic really nice and tight to the screen. I've also got uh, one of our little UBEC uh, buck converters involved here. So this is a little universal battle battery eliminator circuit we have it's a it's a buck converter that brings the roughly 9 to 12 volts that you'll get out of an 8 double uh, a battery pack down to 5 volts and uh, can provide the the current that we need uh, over here i have the feather it's in a little sort of feather protective hut that i built a little three printed thing to cover the feather and the matrix shield yes the house the little feather house um and uh 
there's a nice on-off switch to use on this battery pack, which allows us to boot it up. Uh, and now I have it running uh, our slideshow code in CircuitPython. It's a really short little uh, piece of code to do all this, which is nice. Uh, and I have it uh, every eight seconds switching between graphics. Um, and the guide shows you uh, how to build your graphics. The, the format that you'll, you'll use is a BMP at 64 by 32 pixels. Um, and it's as easy as plugging it into your computer to change out the graphics. It just reads whatever is in the images folder as long as you uh, give it a legal name, it'll, it'll do its thing. And you can also adjust the timing if you want. Uh, so that is my uh, project from last week uh, and is the new guide that'll be coming out soon, a uh, little digital protest sign. And then a little tease of what I've got coming up this week uh, is a collaboration that I did. I'm calling it uh, Apex Legends times Adafruit times Sugru times me. Uh, this is <laughs> collab. This is a little 3D printed companion robot that I built uh, that's based on a friendly character from the game Apex Legends, whose name is pa uh, Pathfinder. Uh, so this is all 3D printed parts with some parts sculpted out of Sugru, which is this uh, rubberized uh, moldable glue that I love. And I've been using it for like a decade from whenever it came out. Um, so I was really happy to, to work on something with it because I genuinely use it all the time. Uh, so I've used it for some, some sculpting elements as well as holding a lot of stuff together. I made like little rubber uh, gaskets that hold the shoulders on here and have kind of a nice rubbery, robot-y, flexible looks and with the neck cowl. Uh, this right here is a Pi Portal, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it on. I've got a little on-off switch back here. Um, and if I can avoid a reflection, we'll get... Let me turn up his volume. He's got voiceover lines from the game. He's got a NeoPixel eye face thing, and he's got his little chest uh, emotes. Makes things much easier. Try it sometime. Uh, and so the, the uh, character is pretty chipper and gives you advice. Let's remain friends. Uh, when, when, when you do your thing, so I thought... Don't blame yourself. I like I like the integration of the pie portal into a prop. I think this is like the first time we've seen a prop with a pie portal, but it's a perfect use, especially, you know, it's like you've seen characters and they have like, you know, the movie Moon or... Um, right. The movie Moon had, I think, the most memorable one where it had this like emoji... But only that was like happy or sad. Emoji yeah. where dispensing clones. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really powerful and appealing thing, I think, in a character to have a very, very simple face like he has. It's just a, a, an mm -hmm. eye that's lit most of the time. Uh, and then use these sort of symbolic uh, emotions that you can connect with it pretty well. Similar in some ways to uh, like Eve from WALL-E or WALL-E. Yeah, like it kind of like avoids like the uncanny valley problem of like how do you... It really does. Because it's like, oh, it's a, it's a cartoon. Great. Yeah. Okay, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll show, I'll show a lot more detail about this tomorrow on my uh, live stream, but I'm, I'm really happy uh, to be unveiling this. And I've got a, uh, a long form video about like a nine minute video uh, that I'll post uh, up that people can go check out as well. That kind of goes through some of the, the highlights of building it, uh, including things like using Sugru and magnets to be able to uh, parts. That's nice. Uh, nice. So there's, there's a lot of fun stuff coming together here on my little. Awesome. Uh, okay. Right on, we'll be playing your Make Code Minute video, some of the preview on Ask an Engineer, and then folks, don't forget to tune in to JP's show on Tuesday, Make Code Show, and then of course, Thursday, JP's workshop. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amy. I Thank you, bye, Thunderbot. Thank you, bye. Okay. All right, next up, hello, Scott, how are you? Hello. Scott. 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 And my Scott. finder, yes. Best finder. Uh, um, 
I've been mostly working on ESP32 S2 spy stuff, uh, but I'm not going to talk about that today. If you want to know more, I'm streaming on Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, but what I wanted to show today is something that I've been working on, um, which is getting the bootloader to be double tappable. Um, it's actually surprisingly hard uh, because the reset line is really a power line and it resets all of the memory, um, which is not most of the micros we've we've used in the past. They actually preserve memory even though you reset the, the CPU itself. Um, so I talked about this on my stream last week, but what I put together is this, um, I had this PCB that is reflecting and of course not focused either. Um, I actually made it so I could just like pull up eight lines next to each other. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did instead is I put a resistor and a capacitor on there, uh, basically holding one pin outside of the ESP uh, as a one bit memory uh, where the capacitor is large enough and the resistor is uh, large enough as well that it takes a while to drain. So. Uh, what I want to show is just that it's working. So um, it's on CircuitPython right now, but if I hit the reset button uh, fast enough, yeah, it'll disappear. I think I got it. Yeah, so the NeoPixel's green now, and now we can see that it's in Stella 1R boot. Um, and then if I want to get back to CircuitPython, you just hit reset again. It'll disappear. Dun, dun, dun. And because I didn't double tap it, I single tapped it. Now we get CircuitPython. So uh, I'm I'm all for having all our boards work exactly the same way. So having mm. double tap boot on here is uh, something I'd love to see. And it's important to do now before we design hardware because it takes external hardware. That's right. So this, is why, this is why we, we always work in, in tandem. We like bounce designs off of each other. So this mm -hmm. is good. I will definitely add this to my hardware design. Yeah, and it's just a one microfarad capacitor and a 100K resistor. So things that you should already have in the pick and place Yeah, that are super easy. Sweet. So. All right, that's great. I, I love yeah. it. I mean, there's a built-in ROM bootloader so your people can, you know, even if they brick the board somehow, you can always get it back. But for quick right. updating of CircuitPython. Mm -hmm. Or anything else, we'll yeah. have a UF2 bootloader. Great. And that's thanks to TAC, who's asleep right now. All right, thanks, TAC, who's asleep. All right, and then um, everyone tune in for Scott's show on Friday. And yep. um, I just wanted to bring in this. Um, Scott, isn't it so cool that CircuitPython can do? I'm just like, I love it when the projects combine everything. Isn't this neat? Like, yeah. This is, you're, you know, this is, this is a lot of stuff that you worked on is now like playing right before our eyes. It's I know, cool. right? I think, yeah. I, I think for me, for me, it really emphasizes the the idea of APIs being the same across a lot of different devices, right? Like this project is so easy because it's using the same display APIs as like a regular spy yeah. screen is. So like the terminal stuff just works because we've like abstracted it away there. Yeah. Um, and I no, think we, we do it over and over and over and over again because of a different display. It actually just works wherever you put it. Right, right, right. So yeah, I, I, I love that we do that and uh, as we get more and more devices, we have to be aggressive and and still making sure that they're the same. Yeah, um, absolutely amazing. Because you know, with the things that we've tried so hard, like wouldn't it be great if we could just drag and drop an image? Wouldn't it be great if we could just drag and drop an MP3? Wouldn't it be great if we could just put any screen on something? Yeah, like everything that yeah. I've been wrong with, I brought to Scott and I said, yeah. Scott, make it so I don't have to do this. <laughs> and he's like, okay, like anyways, you know, I, that's what we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's it. You know, I love thinking about what are the things that we're gonna think two years from now, like, 
how do we live without this? Yeah. Uh, for example, one thing I'd love to do with newer chips that have high-speed USB is actually rep mirroring what's on the display there up the USB link so that when you're streaming in this, situ this situation, you could actually share yeah. a, a live kind of display feed yeah. alongside of it too it would be awesome. Yeah. I just, I, it's just one of those things I remember when we first started doing um, CircuitPython together. It was like maybe going to be called Adafruit Python or who knows. Almost and, four years ago now, I believe. Almost four years ago. And when you August. when you drop this big idea like, oh, you plug in you plug in the microcontroller and it shows up as a USB drive. And it was like, wow, There's as soon as you get used to that, there's no going back. Right. And four years later, it's like this is this is all built on this idea where there's so much complexity, but it's simple to do so many powerful yeah. things and it's, it's important it's like as you as you unlock each thing like scott like you added i squared c to the esp32s2 it's like okay cool like 400 libraries now just work yeah you know an spi you're gonna get spi working and then it's like all the tfts just work like you don't have mm -hmm. to worry about all the high level stuff you just have to slot in these low level designs because we did a really good job with the api yeah 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 and credit where credit is due, the USB drive thing is actually a MicroPython thing. Yeah. The the thing that I I pushed was the auto reload the code thing. Yeah. Um, that CircuitPython does is yeah. when you save a file, it yeah. auto reloads. And, and I remember Lamore being like, and then you tried mm -hmm. it and you were like, This is great. Yeah. yeah I have a and, and the thing <laughs> is, that's that's why these are really powerful tools because we're built on MicroPython. We're built on our open mm -hmm. source, and there's so many things that go into this that it really needed to be this big effort. Like let's make microcontrollers easy, just like Python made programming easy, um, yep. but it's very powerful. Totally. At the same time. So totally. anyways, I wanted to just bounce back to this because it's like, this has like the thing where it's like, oh, this has sweet and sour and anami. It's like the perfect taste. I'm just like it has <laughs> video and graphics and it has like physical interaction. It's just like, this is, this is so cool. And even if you're a beginner, you can change and modify this project right I'm away. Just, I'm just waiting for like, we're working on, or we've started talking about like Katni's LED wall behind her having the REPL on it. Yeah. We'd like yeah. to do that. I mean, or you know why you can't do, like, you know, we sell NeoPixel matrices that get bigger in, matrixes into, would into be awesome. grids. And yeah, you could, you, I mean, people make LED walls. We could run that using DMA and then just have like these, yeah. you know, this massive REPL. Yeah. Go to a sports stadium and take over one of theirs and <laughs> circuit right. Python on the big Jumbotron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so everybody learn Python because this is what you get to do with it. It's easy. Okay. Double, All right, thank you so much, Scott, and we'll see you on Friday. Thank you, good. Pedro, for yeah. graphics assistance. Ten models. Okay, <laughs> paint your dragon. Hey, hey. What you got going on this week? I totally messed up. I didn't bring an LED matrix project. Well, you did like every other week yeah. this the last 10 years. Yeah, but then everybody brings their 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 matrix project and I forget. Did I did I show and tell the, the little uh logic analyzer breakout thing that I made? I don't think so. It's that's what I was I had to pick. Am I gonna show off that, which is now across well, the next week? Crafted we'll, computer. We'll, I don't know if you know, but we do this every we'll week. We'll be here next week for sure. Yeah, I'll show that next week. Um, and I, anyway, I decided to show crappy old computers. I showed this before. I, I think last year it's a it's a Tandy Radio Shack Model One Hundred, the nice. portable computer from nineteen eighty three. And um, anyway, like on my last like thrift store outing, like right before like the Rona shut everything down, like last day out, um, I found its its younger brother. At a thrift store, the model 102, 
Um, like somebody coughed on me at the thrift store and I was terrified and stuff. But that's, <laughs> anyway, it's like in, in just pristine condition. It is amazing um, that I found one like this. And from the front, you know, they look they look just about the same, but yeah. um, it's it's like about a quarter inch thinner. It's a pound lighter. Uh, has it's a so modern. Lighter. It's so portable. It has a nicer keyboard. But yeah. anyway, I was going to say these things were ahead of their time, but I don't think that's accurate. It's more like they were in like like a pocket universe where time went sideways because. Um, since then, yeah, you know, 1983, 1986, uh, there have only been like a couple machines that have used this form factor, and then it just went away. Everything went laptop after yeah. that. So they're just this like weird artifact from this pocket universe that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's like a Galapagos island. So, so I have to, yeah. And right. it's like this is a TRS-80. Yeah, classic. But it's like they, they, it was like a platypus. You know, it's like too weird, too weird to go but it's away. It's like really cool, right? Yeah. There's no um, no storage media on it. It just had battery-backed yeah. RAM, and you know, as a sign of the era these things came from. Uh, typically, it was journalists who used them. You hooked it up. You had an acoustic modem with it. You know, talk about time period, and you hooked that up to a payphone, which is another thing that just doesn't exist anymore, um, and it was a thing. It was its own whole thing. With yeah, you would send your stories up. You'd yeah, zip them out, and then you'd you'd zip them out over the the modem. Yep. And uh, I, one or two companies, you know, later on, Cambridge and someone else, and they just they didn't they didn't make a dent after that. We all went uh, laptop after that. Maybe that's for the better. I don't know. But it's just it's just a neat, very tactile, nice form factor that I like. Right. Sweet. Yep. I think if journalists um, don't do a good job and don't check facts, they they have to be assigned. <laughs> the they have to be assigned technology in a different era, and like as they as, as they keep making mistakes, they just have to use an older and older and older um, computer. It's or or even you know other things. But that's that's my idea. And then they have to find a payphone. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the hardest part. Yeah. Because think about it, like how how much. Uh, fact checking and due diligence they will do if they're like, oh no, like if I get this wrong, I'm gonna go have to find a payphone for 45 minutes. <laughs> so, anyways, these yeah. are just, these are just ideas. All right, you got anything else this week? I I do not. Just funky old computers. Cool okay. stuff. All right, well, come by next week and show off the other project that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the analyzer. All right. That's how you made all this magic happen. Well, good to see you, Phil. Likewise. All right, okay. Thank you. Next up, we're gonna go to Brian. And Brian's screen. Hello. Hello. So, I'm sorry, is it dark in here? Let me, uh, oh, let me okay. just adjust the lighting here. Oh, there we oh. go. Yes. So, uh, through the magic of CircuitPython janky wiring and a couple of zip ties, uh, I was able to uh, put a um, power relay, feather wing, and a hacked apart uh, AC adapter for um, charging USB. Uh, USB charger for phones into a little junction box and wired up to a clue and uh, attached it to the new light that I installed after I broke one last week. So uh, you can see my REPL here. Um, I just, it's really, you know, it's CircuitPython. It's super simple. You can see I'm on a clue. Important a couple things that I um, use to uh, talk to the clue. I'm making a digital IO here. 
which is the pin that the relay is on, set the direction, and then true or false will turn the light on or off. Um, Magic. Forward. Yeah, I realized after I put this all together, you know, it's only so useful for the room that I'm in all the time. Like, am I going to really not want to get up and flip the light switch? But oh well. Um, so this is a picture of the super professional, totally up to code, not going to burn my house down install. Um, this is Looks the great. Looks good. Junction box, got the old wiring come in, new uh, metal cable going out. Uh, let's see what else we got. More more stuff. Here's a wider shot where you can see it's wired into this, you know, super professional job. Uh, so here's a couple of shots of this is an older version of the junction box that I was putting together. This is the uh, DC converter that I hacked apart. Uh, this is my little helper. Uh, I got a new beard dragon. Uh, he, he just fell asleep on the back of my shirt. Uh, I thought I'd throw that in. And then sometimes he likes to curl up next to his water bowl and be a That's cute. So That's cute. there you go. All right. Good dragon. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I got down. Yeah, there's a dragon too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And next up on deck, we're going to go to Alex and then we're going to go to Liz and then to Mark. Give you a bit of a heads up. Okay, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hello. What you got going on this week? I'm going to quickly share my screen show you. Okay. There we go. Okay, so I've been working on the thermal reference. I ditched the ceramic resistors and decided to go towards a PCB heater. So this is just one continuous trace on the back with a temperature sensor in the middle oh, and cool. a copper plane on the back. So over here I have a thermal cam set up and I just got this uh, working a few days ago one of the problems I'm having is there is there is still a gradient of like a degree and a half across the entire thing. And I think that's because I didn't break the ground plane down here. So this chunk of the ground plane under the electronics is heat sinking it. So I'm going to spin this board again and put like a, a, a tr some sort of cut out there to thermally isolate it a little bit better. But other than that, I think the uh, PCB heater approach is much better than the... Uh, resistor approach. That looks really good. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a gradient, but it's a smooth gradient. Hmm. Also, this is what it looks like. It has a tripod mount, so you can yeah. put it on a tripod. That's so cool. It's cool that, like, 3D print te printing technology is being used for PPE technology. I love hmm. it. Cool. Okay, right. right, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, nice work. So much. One, one last thing. I'd like to shout out to Professor Fisher at WPI, who's been giving me advice and helping me. So... I forgot to do that last time. Okay. Shout outs don't expire and they can't be late. Oh, so okay. <laughs> they're always good to do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alex. All right. Thank mm -hmm. you, Alex. Cool project. Keep coming right. by. Liz, how are you doing this week? Hey, Liz. Hey, how are you? Uh, so I've been working more Hello. on the Blinka Jump game. Uh, and um, I think oh, I you want us to share your screen? Oh, yeah. I just, I just shared my screen. Sorry. Yeah. I'll do that right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, what I did was before it was just um, a single tile grid, uh, those being split up. But um, Scott mentioned in the chat uh, last week that I could probably speed it up. So I looked a little deeper. And so now everything's a lot smoother because I separated it out into pixels. Uh, oh. And so the <laughs> monsters randomly generate. I've only got two randomly <laughs> generating now. But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. And it just froze, and that's never happened before, but that's live demos. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's basically just... That's great. Thank you, yeah. 
All right, awesome. Thanks. All right, cool stuff. All right, thanks for coming by. So it's going to be an upcoming guide, and then uh, you know we're going to get you to making more robotic uh, musical instruments soon. I think. Yes. yes. There's things cooking. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. Awesome. And then people don't forget, Liz also has a video show you can check out. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you, so you Liz. Liz. Now we're going to go to uh, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hi. So I got tired of robotics and my robot and me are spending some time apart. So I went back to the first project I ever really worked on, which was a weather station. Uh, so no way Pedro's videos have been so helpful in learning Fusion 360 and everything. And so I was able to build a little radiation shield. Um, it's a BME 280 in there mm -hmm. uh, to put that outside and not have it by the electronics and directly in the sun. And we've actually had a lot of hot weather the last few days. So it's been uh, a really good test. And after a lot of iterations actually of building this uh yeah it's uh working well beyond what i ever thought and definitely the 3d hangout videos were so invaluable for this um so not only for the radiation shield uh i'll figure that later uh this is also why i asked and asked an engineer last night about connectors um let me see if all the parts stretch uh, the case for all the electronics and the solar mm -hmm. panel hanging behind it. Yeah. So it's not waterproof yet, but it's running uh, M0 with the uh, Wi-Fi and uh, a SparkFun uh, solar buddy uh, for the solar panel and the charging. Uh, so I've had it outside. It's all reporting on Adafruit IO, which is working amazingly. Uh, and it's led me to my next project that's still under consideration is getting all this data and then displaying it hopefully on an e-ink display inside so I can just get up in the morning and see what the weather is on my deck. Sweet. That's cool. I think this is another neat example of, you know, 3D printing when it came out and how, how it's easier and more accessible to electronics that didn't line up at the same, you know, time and date. But now it now we're closer, like you have access to a 3D printer and you have access to electronics and lots of code, and you have something like Adafruit IO, and then you have Noam Pedro's, um, you know, really comprehensive how to like design stuff in 3D, and now it's all coming together, like the um, slot machine project that kind of brings everything with CircuitPython. Like yours is like this is a perfect IoT project that was so hard to do in the past, but now, you know, you do you still need like you're like oh my gosh, just if I had 3D printing, now you got that part. Like it's just like oh so close, but now now yeah, you, you, you really pick, can. You pick the skills that you need. Yeah, you can really available. build all these things now. And when I started on this project, it was four or five years ago, and there wasn't the accessible 3D printing, and that's exactly what stopped me. Yeah, is I had a weather vane that I was able to buy, but everything else, I was like, well, I could cut up an old container and glue it together, but it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. It, this case isn't uh, waterproof yet, so it's actually been sitting in Tupperware outside. Uh, that's the next step as well. Right. To... A million years ago yeah. when um, MakerBot had uh, kind of gone from a um, you know side project to a company, um, they uh, when we were stocking them and shipping them, we did a bundle pack where you got a MakerBot and then you got a bunch of electronics that you would build and then print the enclosures for it. And we thought that was like a really neat combination 
Um, but you know, that was, that was a different time and place um, where that wasn't really the emphasis of what you were going to do with a 3D printer besides like, I have a 3D printer, I'm going to print a Yoda head. Um, but I really think that that combination is still there. Um, I'm curious if there's going to be a 3D printing company out there that sees the benefit. Like if you do electronics, you need to make enclosures. Yeah. And if you're, if you have a 3D printer, you have to do something with it. You can't just use it as a 3D printer. You're doing, it's an activity that goes it with something It combines with something else. Yeah. It's a tool. It's like, there's no, like, I'm going to go play with my saw. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You just you saw, I build something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I just got one for my birthday a couple months ago, and finally I was like, "Wait, I got a use for this Yay. besides printing Yoda heads." Yeah. Right so, uh, yeah, and just again, the the 3D Hangout videos have been so valuable for this, awesome. and anyone that needs to learn that, that's the way to go. Right on. Teachers. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark, and keep coming Thanks back to these projects. Awesome. Thanks a lot. All right, All right. Thank you, Mark. Okay. That's our show for tonight, everybody. We're going to uh, chill before Ask an Engineer. We're going to be able to get a couple more things in the show because I got a couple more minutes. Today was jam-packed. It was you, so jam-packed. We had a city council meeting, and then we had a bunch of meetings, and then, like, lots happening. Um, but I want to thank everyone for coming together. Every single week we do this, 7 p.m. We're going to keep doing this for a while. Um, we'll see how long we keep doing the hour-long format. It's been working out pretty well. Um, and if we get done early... That's always good too because we have a couple minutes between the shows. Yeah, I've been on so, videos since like two. Yeah, <laughs> lots of videos. Um, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for making this the best half an hour, hour of our week every single week. We'll be here next week, Wednesday, 7 p.m. And Ask an Engineer starts at 8 p.m. We'll see everybody in a few minutes. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you next week. <laughs>